Welcome to the Hot Lava Podcast. My name is Kevin Acey, Padres beat writer, Jay Posner, sports editor of the Union Tribune. Jay, a, uh, a big move last night. It was a somewhat surprising move last night. Uh, the Padres had to pare down their roster. And I thought that it seemed uh, obvious that uh, Edward Olivares might go. I sort of saw Josh Naylor as being a candidate. He's been struggling. Joey Lucchese, left-handed pitcher, the Padres' leader in starts over the past two seasons. Joey Lucchese and Josh Naylor were sent to the alternate site. In another season, we would have said they were optioned to the winter leagues. Um, I've got my thoughts on this. Jay, what do you think this means? Well, Kevin, you're the expert. I, I should be asking you yeah. the question. Okay. I mean, obviously, my read on it is they feel like Joey Lucchese is not one of their five best starting pitchers right now. And if he's not going to start, then I'm not sure there's much of a reason to have him around. He hasn't been asked or proven that he can pitch out of the bullpen the way that someone like Cal Quantrill can. Although, as we saw, you know, Luis Patino did it the other night. So I'm not saying that Lucchese couldn't do it. So, yeah, it was still surprising, but that was kind of my read on it. I figured they would just take one of the, you know, 32 ineffective relievers they've had so far and uh, and send one of them down. But a bit of a a bit of a bold move a little bit. I, I don't know what it means long term for someone like Lucchese, who's been, you know, look, let's be honest. He's been decent as a starter the last couple of years. He's pitched for bad teams he's he's put together an era a little over four you know I, I i would say he's been pretty much an average pitcher but at this point i'll set you up for this it almost feels like they're saying we got better guys than you right that's exactly what it is uh, it's everything you said in terms of in the short term and at joey lucchese's time on the padres was measured anyway look there's a bunch of average pitchers and i think joey lucchese if he can pitch like he has the past two years will in this league for 12 years uh, as somebody as, as, as eight different teams, number five starter, <laughs> you know, that's hey, what he'll left-handed, do. That left-handed and breathing, right? That's a, big, fill out a big bonus. And, yeah. But the Padres believe that they have better coming and they have better here. And that's kind of always been the thought. Joey Lucchese, Eric Lauer, they were good enough to make the teams the last couple of years because they were good enough to, be near the top end of a bad rotation. And that's not the case anymore. Uh, so that was that move. Uh, though I, it's like, okay, this makes all the sense in the world. It was early, but it just, it still feels like a big move because they're moving on from Joey Lucchese. Well, they are. And yet, obviously, I mean, he's still at the alternate site. And that's safe. You know, yes. he's, he's a, he's an injury or a, or a positive test or a false positive test or, or whatever yeah. from, from them needing him to pitch maybe one game, maybe five games. Who knows yeah. what could happen? I mean, I, I, I don't know that I'm necessarily closing the door on Joey Lucchese at this point and saying he's never going to pitch again for the Padres. You know, if, if they need another starter, maybe it's him. Maybe it's Mackenzie Gore. I, I don't know. I mean, it might depend on how does Gore look at the alternate side. I mean, they obviously liked the way Patino was looking right now uh, better. So, which is, I guess, a good segue into Luis Patino and what we saw against the Dodgers the other night. He made his debut. Um, you know, Jace Tingler pretty much threw him into the the deep end of the pool uh, and, and said, here you go. Cody Bellinger is the first guy that you have to face in the big leagues, the NL MVP. He got him out and ran into a little trouble, although I don't think either one of those singles necessarily was hit hard. But – 
the Jock Peterson home run sure was. Uh, and look, he showed something, and, and this was talked about after the game. He showed something after that. I, I was surprised to see him come out for a second inning, but Tingler and the Padres obviously had their reason. They wanted to see if he could bounce back from it, and he did. He got a 1-2-3 inning against the top of the order, and, and I remember it made Max Muncy look kind of silly, if I remember correctly, right? Yeah, it did. That was uh, wow. He just finished the top of the order by doing that to Max Muncie. That was yeah. that was impressive. And it also brings up because all of us had holy smokes. They just scored two runs. It's a four to two game, and they're bringing right. in Luis Patino to face Cody Bellinger. And then you go but look at the lineup. I mean, the Dave Roberts gets to pinch it for his leadoff hitter every night if he wants to. Because <laughs> I mean, so when wasn't it going to be thrown into the fire against the Dodgers unless it was going to be a blowout one way or the other? Um, it was going to be that he was going to have to come in at least kind of a medium leverage situation, which he did. And it does show you, like the Joey Lucchese move, regardless of whether he comes back, this shows you that his time is measured. It shows you how much they think of Luis Patino, that they brought him up and that they put him in that situation. Right. And now looking ahead to, and, and I don't want to get past this weekend just too much, but the way the rotation sets up, and they haven't made this official yet, but the way it sets up is is Davies pitching tonight against Arizona, the opener of a, a three-game series at Petco. And then Garrett Richards indicated after the game the other night that, you know, we'll see you on Monday, which makes it sound like he's pitching Monday, which would put Paddock and Lamette on Saturday and Sunday. And then they're going to need a starter on Tuesday. And yep. I, I would think we're looking at either uh, Quantrill with Patino piggybacking or Patino with Quantrill piggybacking does that make sense in terms that of makes all the sense in the world point? and whether they set it up like they say well this guy's starting and that's it or they say this is how we're going to do it you know right. kind of they, they did with uh, joey and and quantrell i think that it's going to be whoever goes and patino would seem like the guy go as long as he can that sure. could be three sure. innings that could be you know five it could be one we'll we'll see it's going to be like an opener situation. Um, I think all along the thought in the organization was let's give in particular, let's they say our best five, but let's give our top three guys, Paddock, mm-hmm. Richards, let's give them as many starts as possible. So once they decided to use yesterday's off day as sort of, you know, to take that spot in the rotation and move Davies up, I think we knew that it was going to be Paddock, Lamette, Richards. Um, but when Garrett said that, I'll see you Monday. Uh, I guess it's possible that he hadn't been talked to yet, but I, I'm pretty sure that that's how they were going to go all along. And I think it makes a lot of sense. I don't I don't know that we'll see this all year, that they'll never get a fifth day. Uh, but for right now, you, you had the hot hand. Well, and you've got 17 straight games starting tonight. So it's there's not there's no options. You know, if they if they don't do it now, they're not going to do it for you know, another three weeks. And and by that point, you know, three weeks from now, we're almost into September. We're with a month, a month, three weeks from now, there's a month to go in the season. So, <laughs> you know, I know, but, but you know, and, and look, this is a, another, another big series. I mean, it's, it's not the Dodgers, but you know, you can't let up against, against Arizona, you know, they're off to a, a sluggish start, but I, I thought going in to the season that they were legitimate contender for the number two spot in the West. I still think they are. You know, tonight's starter Luke Weaver's had a rough go, but he showed last year he's a good pitcher. I think Kelly pitches tomorrow, and then you're back to Bumgarner on Sunday, who's also been a disappointment so far. But, 
look, he pitched pretty well on opening day here up until they finally got to him, you know, late later in that uh, in that game. So by no means can you just say, oh, well, it's Arizona. We can waltz through them and, and get a weekend sweep and then move on to the Dodgers. I mean, this is a weekend where they need to win at least two of these games. They do. And Arizona is a dangerous lineup. I don't care what, what's happening. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's also continues their run of 23 to straight to start the season against the West. And so what you've got is, you got, this is amazing. The Diamondbacks are back in town, then four against the Dodgers, who you just played, and then three in Arizona against the Diamondbacks. So I know. <laughs> I'm so bored by the Diamondbacks. And then we'll <laughs> see the Diamondbacks again next in March. I mean, that's yeah. the next time they'll play the Diamondbacks, unless I guess somehow they were to meet in the postseason. Uh, which doesn't seem likely, but it's it's just so weird that you know what is it ten of the first 20, 20 games or something are against against Arizona. But hey, that's that's what the schedule is, and and they have to deal with it. And and, and it can you know, be a good thing if you can Arizona the when they're struggling. Yeah, because that's the big thing when you're playing these teams. It's your your hitters are going to see their pitchers and vice versa and and all that stuff, but also. Sometimes you run into a team when they are super hot. Certainly seems like the Padres in all these years have been running into teams when they're hot, or maybe it's cause and effect thing. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe that's a little bit of it too. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you're going to run into a team when they're not hot, and you got to take advantage of it. Look, we talked about it before this run of 13 games, two weeks playing two opponents. Uh, it, it wasn't that they needed to go out and you know, you know, show it to the Dodgers. That would be great. They need to, in these, what is it, seven games, go three and four or four and three against the Dodgers, win the series against the Diamondbacks, and then you've got a little bit of a lull in the schedule or what would seem to be a little lull in the schedule um, with the the Rangers uh, for four. You just you need to get to this second month. You need to get through your first 30 games at about 500 at least because you know what? 33 wins uh, is going to get you into the playoffs. Yeah, and it might not even take that many. Um, that's true. I'm, I'm sure that's a good you know place to shoot for. But what else did we see in the Dodger series that we should address? I mean, the 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 bullpen was a was a disappointment uh, a little bit again, and failing to take advantage of some opportunities, a little bit of sloppiness on defense cost him a couple runs in the one game. So it's just like the little things. And again, the the Dodgers are a team; they're good enough to overcome some mistakes. They're good enough to overcome a terrible outing by their closer the other night because they find a way to make plays. And Chris Taylor, you know, made a great throw to to get Grisham at the plate and, and keep the game from going, at least continuing and, and maybe into extra innings or maybe the Padres could have found a way to, to win it in the ninth. But the Dodgers seem to be able to – are good enough where they can overcome the little things that go wrong. I, the Padres are not at that point. And no. So, which means they need to stop doing some of these little things wrong, I think, at this right now. So, and that was Jace Tingler's message, and it's been his message going in, to his credit, and his message coming out was, if we could make these little plays, if Manny could get his uniform dirty on one play, if Trent Grisham could catch a ball that looked really tough, but that was absolutely catchable, yeah. uh, come through on a few more scoring opportunities. Well, the little things, I think, sometimes are kind of big things if you can't do them. Com, you know, all the time, most of the time, because no one's perfect. Yep. 
I saw a lot coming out of this series, and I don't want to be a rain on anybody's parade. And maybe you've noticed that my coverage has a little bit different tone this year, which is you contenders, well, I'm going to hold you to that versus the last couple of years where I know you're not very good. So even when you're 42 and 40, I'm not really holding you to this incredible standard. This year, I saw a lot coming out of this like, hey, they showed they could at least play with them. Okay. Guess what? Last year when the Dodgers came to Petco Park for the first time and Hunter Renfro hit the walk-off after two games that the Padres had lost after leading in the seventh inning, it was like, hey, they showed they can play with them. Right. You know, no, they, they didn't play well enough to beat the Dodgers this year. And I think it's bigger than the little things or else the little things are bigger than we're giving them credit for. I just think that they're – it's pretty clear that they're far away. Now, I want to point out that first game, Jay, and you and I were texting about this. Their eight and nine hitters were kind of the heroes of the game, right? Well, yeah. the Dodgers, their eight and nine hitters might hit leadoff in second the next night. So it's a completely different deal. But those guys hadn't been hitting very well. They had a good game. So we don't want to take it out of context. Mm-hmm. But when are you going to count on the Padres' eight and nine hitters to – actually win a game for you. Now, I guess that night, Austin Hedges did have the game-winning RBI. But, <laughs> but no. It wasn't it, two it, three. Yeah. In general, that's a. I mean, that's what we've talked about. I mean, they, they started that night with, I, I think it was Almonte, Hedges, and Profar hitting seven, eight, and nine. Um, you know, I, that's that's a team. To me, that's a team. And I'm not going to say that Jerks and Profar was, is a bad player, you know, because he's had 37 at bats or something like that as a Padre, he's obviously not showing as well as he has in the past, and they need more from him. <clears throat> Excuse me, but they, the Padres lineup certainly, you know, top to bottom is is not as good as the Dodger lineup, or as good as some other lineups uh, as well. Probably, call, you know, Colorado's lineup, for instance. So that's why you, you know, yeah, these things might. You said little things turn into big things and I think are bigger than we're, than little things. And I think that's true. And they're especially bigger things when you don't have a margin for error. And if the Padres are still, if, you know, look, if Manny Machado is not going to become Manny Machado, or at least the Manny Machado that, you know, got this $300 million contract, then the Padres are going to need other guys to do something. What they really need is Manny Machado to have a, to, to be better than he's been so far. And they need, you know, they need Eric Hosmer to come back and produce. Look, they've gotten some good stuff out of Will Myers, which you never know what you're going to get out of Myers. But so far, it's been pretty good. Tommy Pham overcame a little bit of a slow start and has been pretty good. He chased one terrible pitch in a big situation the other night that you wouldn't expect to see. But they failed to get a run in the other night, you know, a couple times where he needed just that one run to get in and it would have changed things. So they need more production from people. It happens, so I don't want to read way too much into it, but Tommy Pham got Padres disease. What what Eric Hosmer and Manny Machado did a lot last year. No one else in this lineup's going to do it, so I've got to make something happen in this at-bat. Right. That's not Tommy Pham. I mean, Tommy Pham doesn't chase that pitch, and he did. Now, I'm not saying that it was be- all because of, you know, the lineup stinks, because this is a tough game uh, yeah. that will chase pitches, but – He's done that a couple times in crucial situations, and we've seen it year after year after year. We haven't mentioned it would be terrible to waste this good run by Will Myers. And <laughs> Fernando Tatis Jr. I is know. amazing if somebody has gonna, Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like we talk about all these guys and they need more and, and oh, they've gotten this from this. 
the guy at the top of the order has just been incredible. And not so much defensively so far, just it doesn't seem like the opportunities for right. the spectacular have really he been He hasn't there. made a terrible he play. He has not made a terrible play. Wouldn't say he's had the opportunity to, to do things spectacular. But offensively, he's just been tremendous. And, and, and not just the home run the other night, which was just something, you know, you, you just have to look at and go, wow, it's about all you could say about that. But for, for a guy his age to be that good at this point, I mean, I, I think, and you wrote about this in the newsletter today, and, and I'm guessing you get a lot of uh, comments about this. You know, when are they going to sign him to a long-term deal? When are they going to sign him? Why don't we just enjoy what we have right now? And he's in his second year. You know, he's not going anywhere for a while. So let's enjoy being able to watch this guy right now. You know, let's hope that they get a full season, you know, even at 60 games uh, out of him and, and you know, out, and out of everybody that the that people don't get injured or sick or anything like that. But I, I think, you know, stop worrying about what's going to happen three or four years from now. And instead, you know, look, we had a lot of years in this town watching this team where there was no one that you could look forward to. And now they've got a few guys. But to me, there's no one more interesting and fascinating and exciting to watch right now than Tatis. So I'm going to enjoy each time he comes up to the plate because you just don't know what's going to happen. So going forward for me, Jay, um, the number mm-hmm. one issue is Manny Machado. And here's why I say that. Because well, you, you could talk about, oh, the bullpen needs to be better. The starters need to keep pitching like they are, maybe even a little bit better, go deeper into games, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you could talk about everything. But all those things could be going well. And if Manny is a hole in the lineup, not a Austin Hedges-sized hole, uh, and I don't mean to say that to pick on Austin, but that's how it's happening right now, or a jerks and right. pro, whatever. But if Manny is hitting 200, which he is, the best thing he's doing is being selective and getting some walks, but you're not paying $30 million for that or whatever it is, 11.1 this year. That to me, if the Padres are going to be contenders, Manny Machado has to pick it up big time. Either that or Jake Cronenworth is going to have to find a way to get up to the plate more often or something. <laughs> I'm not like he can't because it's kind of amazing, but let's be I know. Another guy we should, we should mention that's, that's off to a great, start are are you still expecting Hosmer back uh tomorrow is that still the idea I am but uh I was remiss to not check on that uh yesterday and so uh I guess we'll see if he's working out and if he's working out and he was able to put together successive days uh, of doing that and you know being healthy keeping the food down then yes and they felt that their that there had something of a corner turned uh on uh was a Today's Friday, so let me work backward. They felt something a uh, corner had been turned on Wednesday. So, but, of course, you know, this thing's really uh, flared up on him before. I mean, it's been just such a tricky deal uh, that I'll, I'll be very interested to see when I get to the park today. So do we see Cronenworth, if, assuming Hosmer comes back, do we see Cronenworth as a DH? Do we see him go to second base and play in the field? I mean, I don't know much about him defensively at second base, although he sure took the first, remembered how to play first base from his college days pretty well. Yeah. And I think he transferred over whatever he does up the middle to over to first base. So I think that you're going to see him at second, but you could also see him at DH. They've liked what Profar has done there and they're going to continue. It seems to me to give Profar a chance to work out of this. He has seen the second most pitches per at bat. They're pleased with his at bats. He just not, you know, it hits, uh, which he has to. So here's something. They're going to stay at 28 players. Some of these guys just aren't going to play, you know? Right, All right. these people stay healthy, I should say. Some of these guys yeah. just aren't going to play. And so 
gosh, this is weird. Uh, we, you know, Greg Garcia, he's going to become a pinch hitting specialist, which is fine um, because Jay Cronenworth is also a left-handed hitter. So he's going to take those starts. They say that Jay Cronenworth is not a, a big split guy. We don't know, do we, in the major? So I'm not sure. Right. Uh, Jay Stingler seemed to indicate that he would also start against lefties. I, I don't know. Well, and the, and the thing is, if Cronenworth does, you know, if, if he cools off, then you can always go back to Garcia. I mean, that's a, yeah, that's a, great, right. a great guy to have around. And, and whether he doesn't start quite as many games, you know, I think Greg Garcia is going to end up with having – I'm just thinking of like a Ty France. When's back? the next time we're going to see Ty France? Um, yeah. They're just, they're just not enough. Edward Olivares, uh, yeah. not enough uh, playing time. And that is something where some teams were actually looking forward to getting down to 26 and getting into a rhythm. But – you know, they're not everybody's as fortunate as the Padres right now. There've been a lot of injuries, and you may have heard a lot of game postponements. I don't know if you saw that schedule that came out yesterday. Some of these teams, holy, yeah. the Padres have like uh, the Padres have an easy August because they're playing so much in or an easy September because they're playing so much in July and August. Oh my gosh, some of these teams got like forty games in September. I know it's it's going to be it's going to be crazy if they can if they can pull this off. I'm going to come out and see a game this weekend, though. I'm going to come bother you. And uh, you're gonna and see Paddock up, Day, I think. Sneak up with my mask and and watch uh, hopefully a Paddock Day. Uh, Sit six so, feet uh, from me, okay. Six, uh, yep, at, at least six feet, at least six. So I'll uh, I'll come out and look forward to taking in a, a game in person, seeing what the atmosphere is, is like. I'm really eager to uh, to to sort of experience uh, something different. You know what, Jay? I think I'll be interested when you. Uh, I know. You Watch uh, as much uh, on TV as anyone. Uh, I'll be interested in your, your take. There is no – you can get lost in the game and forget the fans aren't there. Mm-hmm. And there are moments where it is so surreal and almost sad, like the Tatis home run. Man, right. I love for all those people to have been there and just gone nuts. Um, and, you know, I do think – the players are feeling it. The relievers. I think the outfielders are feeling it. Uh, be it sight lines, be it they're not being yelled at. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a really weird. I feel very fortunate uh, to be one of the few people to be able to watch it, and I'll be interested for your take. Yeah, and the outfielders are, are sort of, you know, really out there by themselves. I mean, it's, you know, they're so far from, from home plate and everything, and, and there's no people around them other than, I guess, the bullpens. Uh, or the old, maybe they need some of the, the relievers to start heckling them. I need uh, to ask Will Myers, who who at times has been prone to maybe some concentration lapses. Right. What is he doing to yeah. out there in right field to stay engaged? Uh, he's been one of their steadier outfielders, made some fantastic throws, and and uh, I think Wayne Kirby's done a really good job with them. But I, I know that I'd be out there. <laughs> what I, I'd lose focus, you know that, Jay. <laughs> I know, just sort of wandering. Uh, wandering around so uh no i'm i'm i'm, I'm looking forward to it I, and i i haven't missed the fans all that much on tv you know i i can't say that i'm like at rapt attention all the time i'll try to pay a little more attention tonight i mean i i enjoy as i've said many times i really enjoy listening to uh, don orsillo and mark grant on the broadcast uh you know i i think they have the right mix of of, of baseball and fun and and you know the the, the, the one or two times every night where Arcillo just cracks himself up uh, or, or Mark cracks himself up, it makes it all worth it. And they do a great job calling the game uh, as well. So I, I, I pay more attention to what, to what they're saying and, and just don't really pay attention all that much to the, uh, the crowd noise. To me, it's only noticeable 
when it's like overdone. Occasionally you get something where it's like, whoa, where did, where did that noise come from? But I, that's why I said, I can't wait to, to see what it's like, you know, in, in person. Well, I look forward to seeing you, Jay. Um, thank well, you everybody. I'll let everybody know. I'm sorry. Padres, and, uh, Padres, who do they play this weekend? Oh, the Diamondbacks. Yeah, okay. That's right. And who's next yeah. week? Oh, wait, it's the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks. So <laughs> we will, uh, everyone enjoy your weekend and stay safe. And we will talk to you again on Monday morning.